0: Carpenter Man. We're so happy to welcome Andrea Jin as today's speaker for the Art of Creative Living Women of Color Summit.
1: So, before we get started, please let everyone know who you are and what you do. My name is Andrea Jin
2: and I am a comedian in Vancouver. I do stand-up comedy and I write, so um, just those things, yeah. And how are you today? I'm good, yeah, just um, haven't been doing a lot of stand-up because of the um, coronavirus, but doing a lot of writing, and it's cool to, yeah, just trying to stay creative, doing projects to keep everything going, so um,
1: it's good. good. It's good to hear that you're still staying active. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're asking everyone this little question. So what does it mean to be creative to you?
2: Yeah, so I think it's just expressing yourself and in any way, just um, in an honest way, like just expressing yourself through a medium and how you feel that most like translates like it, communicating your um, experience and lived experiences and um, sharing it with other people in a relatable and authentic way. But for mm-hmm. me, it's like, personally, it's through stand up and writing. Like when I write, it's very much what I can think of, like just things that I've done. Um, And a lot of people will say to me, like, oh, that's really relatable. Um, Like, that happened to me. Like, it was really weird. I did this show in kind of, like, a more conservative town in the U.S. one time, and I just thought that I wouldn't be relatable to anyone. It was, like, a mostly white audience, like, a bit older, and I just thought, like, the show went okay, but it was kind of, like, it wasn't. It just wasn't my crowd, and so after the show, I just thought, like, oh, I didn't, like, no one probably connected with me, like, that was a weird show, but then, like, this one lady came up to me, and she was like, oh, yeah, that was so relatable, I, like, I, I adopted my son from Korea, and, like, he will only eat, you know, like, certain foods, and I have to send it to him, like, in university, so it's, like, really relatable, and I was like, oh, wow, like, weird that, yeah, so... I just, I guess just like making a connection through your own experiences and expressing that and yeah, connecting with people through your art.
0: Yeah, I really resonate with that because I feel like what I've been realizing for myself lately is that like not everyone will like you, but then on the same like <laughs> side of things, like not everyone will like you, but there are like your people. Like they're just waiting for you to like share and they're just like, where are you? I've been trying to find you. Um, So that's really cool. Like even in that crowd, there was still that one person that was like, you're super relatable. I really like that when you didn't have that experience.
2: It's very unexpected because then like you live your own life and then you think your experience is so unique. And um, like sometimes I, I'm kind of an introvert and sometimes I will have periods of time where I close in a lot and then I forget to like um, come out more and then Mm -hmm. but then when I do I'll remember oh people like because then people will be like oh yeah that's I love that part about this and that's really relatable and they'll say stuff like that and I'll be surprised And I was like oh yeah I should I like this you know I like this (laughs) I like connecting with people I forget that so being Mm -hmm. creative like helps me do that
1: yeah community is so important Um, we're not creating just for ourselves, we're creating to be seen. Um, So yeah, very powerful.
2: How
0: did you get into stand-up comedy?
1: I'm so curious, that's
0: awesome.
2: Yeah, so I was going to school in Ontario and like I just growing up, I just always loved watching comedy. Um, I moved to Canada from Shanghai when I was, yeah, like 10 years old. And then I would like watch all these shows and movies and all that stuff. And then I always wanted to watch a comedy and it also helped me learn English. But I never thought that it was something I could do, you know, because just with an immigrant family, they want you to like explore serious um, job prospects. So I always thought, okay, you focus on school, and then you just like do you just watch TV or do whatever you want as like a hobby, like you just watch. That's all for you. Mm -hmm. And so I went, and I I had that until I went to university. I left my family. I was like away from them for a while, and and in university you're with so many different groups of people that are studying different things. Um, There were like degrees that I didn't know existed like forestry and like because in high school they don't tell you anything they're like okay you can do science (laughs) and you can do science or business or you can you know yeah that's it or you can do art and be weird and so I was like okay well yeah I'll do business that one doesn't okay and then but then in university you're just like huge, so many people had different, um, degrees, and there's, like, subcategories, and so I joined a comedy club that was in the university, they were writing sketches, they did stand-up, and they did, um, improv, and so I joined it, and I didn't do anything else except for the stand-up portion. I tried improv, and I tried, uh, yeah, I tried improv, didn't really like it, so I just did the stand-up, and then, um, I got really into it, but they only, they didn't have that many shows, so I decided to, like, drop out of university, and I moved back to Vancouver with my family, Um, just started doing stand-up.
1: So awesome, that you're, like, I just need to leave business school. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it just didn't, I just didn't like it, like, when I was in business school, everyone was so passionate about it, and in high school, you're, like, competing with just I don't know just the people that you live around it's not really um so you think okay doing school is easy you just have to do it like two hours a day and then you'll you'll get like you'll just be super successful but then in university you really have to like what you're doing to be competitive and I didn't like business I was getting really bad grades and I couldn't compete with everyone who was like looking up the stock market on their free time I was like what do you you have to do that yeah they would come into class and be like yeah I looked on the stock and it said this and I was like why are you doing that and so I was like okay never mind I can't do this
0: my family basically was like, you become a doctor. And I was like, well, am I interested in that? And they're like, okay, then become a lawyer. And I was like, mm. And they're like, okay, become an engineer. And I was like, um, uh. And then I went to UCLA and I joined a business frat where everyone was like, so gung-ho on becoming like an investment banker or an accountant.
2: Oh yeah, Yeah.
0: And I was like, okay, I guess I'll become an accountant because everyone <laughs> is like, so like into it. They make it sound yeah. amazing. And I started like, doing interviews with like the big four accounting firms yeah and i was talking to one of the interviewers uh and he's like why do you want to do this like what do you do in your free time and like i just love like festivals and music and i was telling him all this stuff and he just looked at me and he was like so why do you want to be an accountant (laughs) and i just looked at him and there was like silence for 10 seconds we're just looking at each other's into each other's eyes and it was just like (laughs) what the fuck am i doing here (laughs) Like, like i have no interest in like being here whatsoever but it's funny how we can like fall on these paths that are not yeah. for us yeah. um, but I really like how you actually like just left school like that
2: takes a lot of courage yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was like an impulse decision I was failing out anyways <laughs> but then I was like tr- I was like working so hard just barely hanging on and then it was finally summer vacation I went back to Vancouver and I got a job and I started doing like shows here and I was fully prepared to go back in September but then I just liked my life so much here doing what I wanted um that I just didn't go back and I had a boyfriend there and he was like and I was like I'm just not gonna come back I think and he was like wait what (laughs) (laughs) all my stuff's still there and um yeah so that was weird and my my family too they were like wait are you going back to school it's november like (laughs) like, don't you have school they're so oblivious like immigrants (laughs) they don't really like they don't know like i applied for my own school i signed up for all my courses i paid for everything you know like you just do everything when you're a child of like an immigrant Mm -hmm. and so they had no idea they were just like don't you have school why are you still here and i was like yeah, it starts later this year. <laughs> so I just kept that going for like a year. And then they were like, okay, you don't have, you're not at school. And I was like, okay, you got me. I'm not at school.
1: <laughs> so I kind
2: of just did that.
1: So many people deny their like talents or their passions because they think it's going to be a hobby. Um, and, you know, that's why like when you're 30 or you're, 50, you're like what? Like I need to leave. I need to do something. And so it's yeah, just totally echoing the same sentiment about how it's great when you see someone that does do it, and it seems crazy, but it's actually not. It's like the sanest decision.
2: And it doesn't feel that crazy. Like when you're doing mm-hmm. it, it just mm-hmm. like it feels natural if you like like if, if you if that's really something that you love doing. Like it feels really natural. And I have so many friends that um, tell me, oh, you're so bright. Like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, and, and they'll be like, oh, I, I always wanted to do something like that. I'm like, just do it. Like, it's not that hard. You know, if you
0: mm-hmm.
2: even doing it a little bit on the side, like you can keep go- if, it's, if it's too scary, you can keep doing what you're doing. But like, there's so much time to like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: just dip your toe a little bit, you know, take mm-hmm. some classes or whatever.
0: Yeah, I really resonate with that because um, I feel like I do have those friends that will like either look at me or look at other people and they're like, oh, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. And it's like, well, you can. <laughs> it's like, you can do it. Just go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to read um, a few lines from your Vice article on um, all the ways my Chinese family nagged my comedy career. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I just thought this part was hilarious where it's like, in North American culture, I was always told to be fearless, bold, and chase my dreams no matter how big. My family, however, made sure to teach me the opposite. Be afraid, be normal, get a sensible job, and die quietly at age 128. The dream life of many old Asian (laughs) grandmas
2: yeah 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 that was very much like the message of my family you know like don't be don't stand out like don't be detected just live you know with go with the grain and just you know live a life quiet little life and then yeah it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like as,
0: like, women of color and, like, as children of immigrant, like, that's the message that we receive a lot of the times. Like, I feel like as an Indian person, like, being Punjabi, like, I feel like my message was always, like, stay small, because mm-hmm. if you get big, like, there, then there's a chance of, like, you being rejected, But it's, like, you're kind of rejecting me by telling me to, like, stay small and, like, safe.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, um, because they think of, like, big and flashy as attracting danger. They're just, Mm. like, scared of – I don't even know what danger they're thinking about. I think it's just – I don't know. Just afraid of the unknown because they don't really know – that much about the entertainment industry or anything else other than like going to school, getting a job, you know? So yeah, like I feel like a creative career is pretty unknown because you kind of mm-hmm. just do it until something clicks and there's no mm-hmm. promise of, an, of anything. Um, so that kind of scares them, yeah.
1: What I love about that essay is how you mentioned the irony of immigrants wanting a safe life for their children when they, in fact, had a lot of, they took a lot of risk in coming to a country that they didn't have any connections or roots in. And I especially loved how you tied, you know, back your own values of being a strong and fearless woman, tying it back to your family and all the, experiences that they had like that your grandpa went through that your mom went through as a single mother so um yeah it's just so it's so fascinating like like the complexity of being you know immigrant
2: yeah they definitely lived like every person in my family's life basically lived a life of uncertainty um being immigrants and being and living in china when um you know, with the communist party, like being, living in poverty and stuff. So everything was pretty uncertain. Like my grandpa was homeless for, for like eight years of his life, you know? And so um, I guess it's just, they lived such uncertainty that they don't want me to have to go through the same thing. Like they want me to, they want like, yeah, their children to have safe, stable lives where they don't have to worry. But it's like, you know, Yeah, it's not realistic like I'm we're all just gonna do what we're gonna do right so um, and also what I learned um recently is that no path you take is a guarantee um Mm -hmm. even if I did go to school like I know a, a lot of my friends like that did graduate from this program that I was supposed to graduate uh, from, they can't find jobs or like they're having hard a hard time like doing, yeah, just nothing is certain. Like just because you graduate from a pro- program doesn't mean that you're going to get a job for sure. So yeah, might as well do something that I actually want to do.
0: Yeah, I feel like COVID is even further illustrating that point that like nothing is certain and there is no guarantee because even people that got certain jobs thinking it was going to be stable and like they're always going to have it got laid off Mm -hmm. and like they're realizing oh wow like I took this job for the stability and it can still be taken away from me so then why like did I take it in the first place if the stability and the certainty isn't actually real as I thought um, and it's interesting to just see, like, so many people kind of awakening to that fact and then awakening to the other fact that, like, they can actually be creative and, like, pursue their passions because, like you said, like, nothing is certain.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, just I feel I feel like it's harder for uh, an immigrant or, like, or at least my own uh, family to grasp that because... Um. yeah they live their life and then they just like they, they might look at other people that ha- have had um education like post-secondary education and all that stuff and being like oh their life is stable my life was so hard I want my kid to have that life that I couldn't have you know they just can't mm-hmm. yeah for other perspectives it's hard for them to yeah grasp but
0: did you face any challenges on your creative journey?
2: Definitely just doubting myself and um, learning to be more sure of myself. Like, I've, cause then I think, okay, I'm in a very male dominated profession. Like, I feel like comedy has a lot, uh, yeah, a lot of males. I, uh, doing stand up, I hang out with um, male, uh, like, male comedians almost every night. And, um, what I notice from them is that some of them are so confident, you know, like, like they might not be the funniest or they're not funny at all, but then they're so <laughs> confident, right? They'll just like have that confidence and they get stuff done because of how confident they are. And then I'll look at myself and I'll be like, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm funnier than that guy. But what's the difference between us is that he is way more confident than me and I, yeah, and I just need to believe in myself more, so yeah, I think getting over, like, imposter syndrome, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and just getting out of, like, thinking, oh, I can't do that, like, that's not, you know, there are people that are way better, it's just, um, getting out of that, and learning, like, confidence, um, yeah, that, that, that's been a big one, um, yeah, I don't know if it's, like, a male or female thing, but most of the time, I do see, like, guys with more confidence than they should have,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a thing, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, they say that uh, guys will apply for jobs even if they have, like, 20% of what the the job description calls for, but women won't apply if they are missing just one thing on a, um, on a, on a job description. So I can believe that. I can yeah. totally believe that.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I'll always feel like I need to over-prepare um, before when I was first starting and, and then I'll show up and then see that like these guys are just doing crowd work you know or just they nothing like nothing they didn't prepare anything and so i'm like okay just yeah over the years i had to learn like it's fine just relax and you're good enough and also Mm -hmm. another thing is kind of like wanting to be taken seriously Uh, again like this stand-up and comedy is very male-dominated space and um certain shows you show up and they see like people see me, and um, I feel like I'm not, like, I'm not the figurehead for comedy, you know, like, when people think of stand-up comedy, they don't think of, like, an Asian girl, so when I show up sometimes, certain shows that are, like, a bit more not used to, like, in certain towns that I go to that are majority, like, their majority population is, like, a bit older or a bit more white, um, they're not used to seeing different races, period, and um, when that happens, it's harder for me to, like, prove myself, you know, I kind of have to, like, a like a white male comedian will come in, and they just accept him right away, because they've seen, mm-hmm. like, a white male comedian a thousand times, so they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, they're great. Um, but then I'll have to show up and I'll have to prove myself because then they already have this like, idea of who mm-hmm. they think I am, which is like maybe they think I'm like timid or, you know, or serious or whatever preconceived um, biases they have in their head. And I have to like, overcome it before – I have to win them over before I can get their res- respect or attention. Which is a little annoying because I can't just start talking about normal stuff and, and as if like I'm a, I'm a person. <laughs> I have to be like I'm, I'm chill, you know. Just
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to like
2: yeah. prove it first. Um. So yeah, that's kind of annoying sometimes. Um. But yeah,
1: it's fine. Yeah, that's really annoying. It's you know. You you only have so much time and you know in your set and you have to already portion that off every every night to being like, I you can trust me. Like trust me to keep yeah. you on the journey.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like doing shows in more metropolitan cities are definitely more fun for me just because I don't have to prove myself. Like, um, if it's more, yeah, a multi- uh, multicultural city, I don't have to be like yeah, I don't have to do like what's it called? Just I don't have to prove myself at all. I just have to be like, hey, mm-hmm. this is me. I'm gonna do stuff now. Um yeah, it's definitely better.
1: And then you also mentioned I was reading one of your other interviews that another thing you had to deal with was having to change the way that you dress because of oh, yeah. how people also perceive you.
2: Yeah, that too. Like I I hated it. I hate this part about uh, stand-up the most because, like, I have so many cute outfits that I like. And I can't wear it because it's, like, too distracting. Like, I'll have, like, crop tops or whatever. It can be a little distracting. And I try to, like, I've become better these years where I I try to just wear whatever I want because it's, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't care. But I have had, like people tell me yeah like guys tell me like oh it's like what you're wearing is distracting and I'm like okay like I just get like offended by that but then also I want to be able to I don't know it's a it's a tough one because I do want I don't like being controlled of like being told what I can or cannot wear but then I also do want my stand-up to be the core like, of what Mm -hmm. people listen to and, like, Mm -hmm. take from my, um, from my performance. So I try not to wear something that's, like, super distracting, but I do also want to, yeah, so it's weird. Outfit is a weird thing for stand-up because guys just show up. I know so many guys that, like, only wear hoodies, you know, (laughs) and it's, like, oh, so easy for you. And, yeah, girls have to think a lot about, what they wear. Like, a lot of my female comedian friends, we talk about it, and we're just like, yeah. But whenever we have a big show, we're always like, what are you gonna wear? Like, that's always a big topic.
1: What would you say to other women of color who might be feeling creatively blocked?
2: Oh, uh, creatively blocked? Um, I think to not feel bad, like, just kind of have confidence, like, to, that you're, what you have to say, and, like, your experience is relatable, it's interesting, because, like, it's unique, you know, like, um, and to not doubt yourself, I feel like a lot of women doubt themselves, I, I talk to, like, all of my um, female friends, they all, like, the most, yeah, they doubt themselves, they, they think they can't do it, or they think they're not good enough and stuff. And I think that's the biggest block um, when it comes to, yeah, women wanting to do what they want to do. Cause I've never almost, not never, but mostly I've never had that complaint from like, I've never heard um, of guys being doubt, like doubting themselves and stuff. Most of the time they just do it. So I think, mm-hmm. It's important to just, doesn't matter how you're feeling, try to just do the thing that you want to do. Even if you're, yeah, like, because different emotions can translate to different things. Um, you don't have to be feeling happy and creative to be creative. You, mm-hmm. you can have, like, yeah, you can be, like, sad or angry. That comes out in interesting ways, too. So anything to just... Keep just do it, you know, put things out, yeah.
1: What are, like, some confidence, like, little ways that you build confidence in yourself? Um, I, li- I listen to,
2: like, rap music, I listen to, like, Drake, um, and I, yeah, like, songs where they're just, like, talking a lot of, like, big, you know, just, like, being super confident and you know like oh I'm the best or whatever like yeah just music like that and um I I, I tell myself that yeah I listen to like inspirational podcasts and stuff and what else do I do yeah I, I talk to myself I'll talk to myself be like you can do it you know just kind of like talking myself up um telling myself that I'm funny, strong, creative, like, just all these things, like, complimenting yourself, right, so I think that's really important, and then really believing in it, because it feels really silly when you're doing it, you're like, oh, what are you doing, like, just talking to yourself and telling yourself you're, like, cool and fun or whatever, but, um, like, uh, those are stupid, but it really works, yeah, when you just, like, hype yourself up, um, yeah, music and,
1: yeah. Well, we, we say, we talk bad about ourselves all the time without noticing. And it's like what you said about the doubt. Like, that doubt comes without us even having to think about it. So, giving yourself affirmations is def- would definitely be very, very powerful and a powerful antidote to that.
2: Yeah, like, um, did you guys see, have you seen Girls Trip? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, the main character, she, she says to herself, like, every time she has to do something um, crazy or big, she's like, I am strong, I'm powerful, I'm beautiful. I think that's the last thing she says, but um, she just, like, repeats that over and over, and I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool, so I, like, do that before, like, a big thing. Yeah, and... Um, it works, yeah. Because yeah, you, you do doubt yourself a lot in your mind, and it's it's definitely a nice change up when you tell yourself good things about yourself.
0: Yeah, I feel like the way that we talk to ourselves, like that self talk, is so important. Um, like I feel like I started doing like the positive affirmations maybe like three years ago now, just saying things like "I am strong," "I am beautiful." Um, I am meant to be here Um, and then did just notice what a difference it makes because I feel like by me saying those things I was also able to start catching when like a voice would come up and would say things like oh like who do you think you are like or you're not good enough to do this and it's like well like now I have all this like positive things I'm saying about myself that can come in and be like no I actually am totally meant to be here I'm meant to be doing this Mm. Um, So I think that's really cool that you're also doing that and seeing that it is working.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, when I was first introduced to that idea, I just, yeah, like, it just feels silly, right? But then, (laughs) um, really, if you do it, I think everything seems ridiculous until you do it. Mm. Um, So even with, like, your job or what you want to do, like, anything, anything you want to do can seem ridiculous until you do it but yeah I just believe in like doing it if you feel like a creativity block any kind of like block just just do the thing just force yourself to do it like doing Mm. it if you don't feel inspired doing it Mm. will make you inspired Mm.
0: Mm. yeah thanks so much for Um, being here and sharing your experiences I feel like a lot of people are going to resonate with your lived experiences on your journey of being a comedian Um, I think it's so cool and I've definitely personally had dreams of like like doing stand-up comedy, like I'm really into improv. Um, Like I've done um, a few different, I did the Groundlings in LA um, and then did improv in Australia. Um, It's just so fun. It's just a great way, I feel, to like come out of your shell um, and to like gain self-confidence, like connect to people in other ways. So I think it's so cool that you're pursuing this, like, passion of stand-up comedy and, like, doing it anyways, even if you are looking out and seeing, like, there are these men that come out in hoodies that aren't even prepared. <laughs> yeah, they're still doing it.
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely, like, I do it f- almost for them, you know? Just because, like, I'm like, oh, okay, if they can do it, I can definitely do it, you know? Like, it's almost like... <laughs> There are times where I'm like, oh, what am I doing? And I'll think of them, and I'll be like, I need to do this. (laughs) Or I'll, (laughs) it's, no. Because I always think about the future. I'm always like, okay, in 15, 20 years, what if I see those guys on TV, you know? And I'm like, I'm just going to, like, be so mad. So I'm like, I have to be in it to, (laughs) To,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah take up space
2: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> how can people connect with you
2: yeah um i am on social media i'm on twitter uh at andreagin underscore and i'm on instagram i also have my podcast that i put out every week um it's called i i fucked can i say I, can- yeah. <laughs> it's called, I, I fucked up with Andrea Jin. Um but yeah if you look up Andrea it's on my social media there's a link but if you want to it's on all the podcast platforms and um, yeah I do like a podcast where I just talk about
1: it's super funny thank you <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but yeah it's yeah if you just look up andrea Jane, you can find it anywhere you um listen to podcasts
1: well thank you so much for your time andrea and um yeah i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day thank you you
2: too so nice um to talk to you guys yeah this is really fun thanks for having me yeah
0: thank you yeah thanks so much for being here
1: okay bye
2: bye